they rather take from us, they don't wanna give Cruise around, let my mind wander as I ride Wander as I ride, wander as I ride The circle stay exclusive, only chill vibes Only chill vibes, only chill Like to welcome you to the show, man. Like to welcome you to the major music lounge. Uh, just been first and foremost a big fan of the work that you've done on YouTube. So I'd uh, like to welcome Marcus Elbow from Elbow Media Studios. So, uh, man, what's been good with you, man? Say, man, just just working, you know, just just trying to build this community up, you know. Uh, you know, started about a year and a half ago. Uh, with the iOS movement, uh, figure like I, I I did okay with that. Now I'm just trying to really just uh, bring more to the table as far as production go. I mean, I I feel like it's so much to teach. I I, I don't know how long it's gonna take me to to fully flesh out the the uh, the stuff that I want to show people. But the iOS was the first the first movement. You know, now I'm gonna start talking about some mobile 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 equipment. Uh, for the next movement and then we're going to get into DAWs and we're going to get into engineering. I mean, we got a lot of stuff that we want to show, but I kind of wanted to take my time uh, with the, uh, with my audience and, and with my uh, subscribers and, and the students and just really uh, introduce them to the quickest way to get into production, which is iOS, uh, the cheapest way. And I think it, you know, for the most part, people have appreciated, you know, that process because again, it's the new wave. So, um, yeah, that's really what I've been up to, man. Man, you know, and coming uh, really as I kind of started watching more and more of your videos, I kind of delved back into like some of your first videos. You went back like, man, like 12 years ago. And, yeah. you know, yeah. I salute you really for that longevity because I've been on there myself uh, probably about that long but it was it really wasn't over until like the last year that I've kind of started putting out videos consistently. So what I've always liked is, you know, you started out like with reason, then I think you, you got into more like the iOS production and then you got into like the MPC hardware and you kind of just combining all of those elements and you talk, you know, about you know some some more of the new material that you got coming as well, so tell us really how important it is to just you know kind of evolve your workflow over time, and how does it help you cr continue to create? Well, the, the crazy thing is, uh, I would love to to say that I've been doing this for twelve years straight, but it hasn't been the case. Uh, essentially what happened was in 08, I started a YouTube channel and I was reason was the, uh, my door of choice for making music, not really recording because at the time reason didn't record vocals. You can only do beats. Uh, and then I was working with pro tools and, um, uh, I love pro tools because it was, a, it was a universal standard. And then, uh, once record came out, which is reason and record where you can do vocals, um, I only worked on Pro Tools when I did projects for people, but uh, Reason and Record is something that I just felt like I needed to master because I love the studio environment, the studio UI that is set up. So it was great, excuse me. But then I started a record label in 09 and I backed away from YouTube. Um, every once in a while I would post a video 
Um, but the funny thing about it, it was doing pretty good in 08. You know, I had accumulated a thousand subscribers in a matter of a month and some change. And but they was pretty demanding, you know, at the time because it was so new. It didn't have so many people doing it like they got it now. So I was getting bombarded with, you know, emails and emails. Hey, man, do another video. Show me how to do this. And I just didn't have time because my dream was to have a record label and put some artists out that had been under my umbrella for years. And I did that. And then once I did that, I got into some other work stuff and some career stuff. and I just didn't come back. Uh, but I did, like I say, periodically I came back. And finally, uh, it's been three years, but really it's been a year and a half that I can really say I'm fully back. I think initially when I tried to come back, I wanted to do a podcast because podcasts were getting, they were getting popular. And uh, I wanted to do that. That didn't work out. I, I dabbled and dabbed in some tech stuff, didn't really that didn't really work out. And uh, so I said, you know what? Stop playing. You need to go back to doing what you love to do, which is music and teaching people how to work uh, music equipment and software, so forth and so on. So, yeah, man, I found iOS. iOS sparked me uh, because I had been working with Reason for so many years. It really didn't uh, it didn't excite me like it did before. It was kind of OUI. It hadn't really changed a lot. So. Uh, I was watching somebody on YouTube and they was using an iPad to make beats. I had an iPad laying around my house that my wife had bought me for Christmas. So I was like, yo, let me uh, let me check this out. And uh, man, it, it was simply amazing. It amazed me that uh, that I could make a beat with something that I used to watch Netflix with. You know what I mean? Or do my, you know, my bills or something. You know what I'm saying? Like it was just cool to me. And I, I thought to myself, this is the best way for me to come back to YouTube by, cause again, I had a thousand subscribers. So uh, that it didn't make it any easier for me to get to a thousand subscribers and 4,000 watch hours. Let's not get it twisted just because I had those thousand hours, but I knew that I could do the teaching thing because I saw it blow up right in front of my face in 08. So I said, okay, well, let's just try to do the iPad and let's try to figure out a way we could teach it because it's not the same. As you already know, teaching software, all you're doing is screen recording. You don't have to show yourself. You don't have to do anything. I knew that I would have to have the downward angle and this and that. And I, I went scouring the internet for different people and uh, and what they were doing. And I wanted mine to look a little bit different. And I'm a different type of teacher. You know what I mean? I like to really kind of walk people very slowly through it with a little bit of flair, a little bit of comedic to it, but really being serious and focused about it, but adding some real comfortability to it. You know what I mean? And uh, man, before you know it, you know, everybody kind of loved it and it took off pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's kind of similar path with myself and you in this regard from um, I started out kind of like with reason three and then reason four. Um, and then kind of from there, I got into like machine and logic. But it yeah. wasn't probably until maybe like 2015, 2016 with Beatmaker 2. Um, and then I would say I, I dabbled a little bit like in iMachine and even a uh, garage band. But um, I think it was really when Beatmaker 3 came out is when I kind of, um, you know, I found something I, like you said, it was a spark to production from just the, the whole entire, just the workflow in general from Beatmaker 3. Um, I like the sampler. I like the the just the whole interface as far as you know file organization. Uh, like the audio unit uh, compatibility, 
And to me, it was kind of one of the closest things really to a desktop duh that I've used. Um, as far as like, what would you say really sparked you to uh, go in that direction as far as focusing more on um, iOS beat making? Uh, yeah, like I mean, like I said, it, it was uh, it was unique to me. Uh, it was uh, the technology was amazing. I, I thought, of course, me being a producer for so many years, I just felt like when I seen it, I automatically saw the future. You know what I mean? It was like as soon as I seen it, I was like, this is the future. Like being able to grab something that's that small and go somewhere and do a beat in the park or have you some headphones on and zone out, have the plugins and everything. Like I, I went through the whole nine though. I didn't just start this and say, oh, okay, this is hot. You know what I mean? Like I had to run it through its paces because I am a serious person when it comes to music. So I'm not going to try to sell something to somebody just because it's the latest gadget or something like that. Yeah, It has to be something that I feel that I would use if you notice, I know you watch my channel, you say you're a fan of the channel, you will always understand and see that I don't really just talk about a whole bunch of different stuff. And trust me, companies reach out to me all the time. Hey, try this out, try this out, try it out. But if I'm not using it and it's not something that I can confidently tell you that I've used this microphone, it's hot. You need to look at it. I'm not going to talk about it. And I was talking to one of my uh, one of my colleagues and they were like, man, you know, you could do all these different things. And I said, listen, I'm not going to do that. The people that come to my channel are going to they're going to buy into the knowledge that I'm selling and what I'm talking about, because they can see behind me that this stuff is in my house. Yeah. You know, what I mean, this is the stuff that I work with every day. If I'm going to work with a client, I'm going to work with that product. I'm not going to sell you just anything. And that means a lot to me. You know what I'm saying? That that that. Uh, that confidence, that uh, that loyalty, that truth that that I try to speak in my videos is something that I cherish. And I'm never going to change that. I don't care if I don't get another subscriber today. I'm going to remain to do the same thing. And I'm going to talk about things that I'm excited about and things that could potentially help a person reach their goal at a minimalistic level or even at an expensive level. Whatever it takes for you to be able to express yourself via equipment music equipment keyboards whatever that's what i'm gonna talk about and i appreciate that because you know there are a lot of guys that they'll, they'll make a video maybe because they got paid to use a product yeah and you know they won't they won't speak by it authentically as to where you know yourself you you talk about products that you've used personally and you know um I would say that that's that's kind of one of the things coming up as far as being a YouTuber that I've kind of experienced myself um, over the years. Um, now, as far as your sound as a producer, um, who are some of the people that you know maybe inspired you to become a producer? Yeah. Oh well, uh, <clears throat> I got a little gray in my beard, so I've been around for a minute. Uh, I, I, I love Drake music. I love the West coast sound. Uh, originally I was a DJ. So of course I spent a lot of music that was from everywhere. Uh, but when I started making music, uh, it was definitely boom bap. Cause that's what was hot back then. Yeah. But, um, it was, 
I like I like two short stuff. I like a lot of bass lines, you know. So I was into the West Coast. So I would have to say yeah. lyric lyrically, I love the East Coast. But West Coast to me had a little bit more musical touch to their music. You know what I'm saying? They were sampling stuff that was, you know, New York. You know, I love their sound, but New York was just a little bit more grimy. Their chops was a little bit more, you know what I mean? Throwed around. It's like the West Coast was just a little bit more musical, and that, that groove, that uh, that West Coast groove was hot to me. So when I started making beats, I just tried to picture myself how Dre would do it. Dre was my favorite, you know, producer. Him, Timbaland, uh, the Neptunes. You know, I followed all of them. You know, I, I listened to their music over and over and over, trying to figure out what they were using. I had an ASR ten. I had a TS-12. I never had an MPC. That's the crazy thing about it. Uh, I didn't, I, when I started producing, I had a Casio and I had a, a Tascam four-track recorder and I had a, a Alyssis drum machine. You yeah. know what I mean? And uh, that's all I had. So I used to sample stuff with my, my Casio and then I would play it through my Tascam. Then I would do a kick behind it or whatever. So I always told myself, first of all, I'm going to teach myself how to play. That went okay. I wasn't great at it, but I was good enough to be able to find the notes I needed to get what I wanted to get done. But when I when I got my keyboard, when I got that ASR 10, uh, I just was like, yo, it's time for me to make beats, show people how I loved, how I like my beats to sound. So I busted my tail trying to come up with my own melodies and do all that. Then when I got to TS-12, it gave me all the sounds I needed because I don't know if you ever work with the ASR 10, but the ASR 10 didn't come with sounds. You had to have sounds from this and, you know, you had to get other people's sounds and samples. And the ASR 10 was a gate kind of kind of a gateway to the MPC because a lot of cats on, in New York was using MPC and that West Coast cats using it, too. But I just didn't know nothing about it. You know what I mean? And it just looked like another drum machine to me. And I was like, man, I got a drum machine. I don't want no drum machine. But I will tell you this. I'm going to move forward 20 years later. My first MPC was the MP Well, I had an MPC 2000 but I didn't respect it and I sold it. That was one of the worst mistakes I ever made. I shouldn't have never sold it. I should have kept it. I normally don't even sell equipment, but I sold it because I was dealing with something in my 20s and I got rid of it. I always told myself I was going to come back to it because I, I heard the drums in the studio one time. I went to a studio and uh, this cat had one and uh, he was playing his beats and I was waiting to play my beats for this artist. And this fool drum sounded like he was about to tear the whole studio down, bro. I'm yeah. listening and I'm like, how the hell is his drums hitting that hard? And so the engineer, I was like, yo, bro, you doing something with his drums? He was like, nah, bro, that's how the NPC come out. I was like, what? Yeah. And I just sold my, like, I couldn't believe it. So in my brain, I'm like, that's why Dre beats hit so, that's why his kicks hit so hard. I could never emulate his kicks. Yeah. So I told myself, if I was to get back into producing like I wanted to, I'm going to get me an MPC. So I bought me an MPC live. And sure enough, bro, I fell in love with it. You know what I mean? I fell in love with the sound engine, the sound card in it, the uh, just the, the whole workflow. I, I just it just made me want to just kick myself in the butt, bro, over and over and over. You know what I mean? Because I would have still had that 2000 to this day. So I, I bought that. And then as you probably seen on my channel, I just got the retro and the retro was just me paying respect to the 2000. You know what I'm saying? Just to be honest, you know what I'm saying? Because I already got a live. So and I didn't really want the live too. 
because to be honest with you, I, I didn't really need the extra shortcuts in the speaker. So I was like, I'm good. But then I thought about it and it was like, bro, you remember that, you know, that stuff you did back in the gap? You know what I mean? Won't you go ahead and pay some homage and get you the the, the original colorway? You know what I mean? So that's why I copped it. Remember and, that, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean? And so now I got I feel some type of good, bro. I feel some type of, you know, like I redeemed myself a little bit. You know what I mean? Man, yeah, I, I love so MPC, though. The funny thing is, um, I actually I had an MPC 2000 Excel, uh, probably around 07 or 08 mm. or so. Yeah. And um, I remember at that time I also had a iMac. And um, to be honest, Around that time was uh kind of when I started getting into the whole beat making thing on YouTube. I, I wasn't as consistent, but I would maybe post one every now and then. Yeah. I remember one night um I did a video, woke up the next day to try it, edit it and, and final cut screen is blue when oh, I oh. go to my computer. So um I had to end up selling my MPC to get me another computer at that time. So um, <laughs> it sounded like, well, my story wasn't like that. My story was life inflicted. <laughs> I had some life things going on, so I had to get rid of it. But uh, I didn't sell anything else in my studio. I only sold that. <laughs> so that was kind of jacked up because I think I had a Phantom at the time. Or it might have been a Triton. I don't remember, but because uh, it wasn't the SR10. I didn't keep the SR10 that long uh, because to be honest with you, it, me and the SR10 never really just got hit it off you know what i mean like i say i, I don't know if you know about the sr10 but uh i got the ts12 and the ts12 just fit me it just had sounds and i wanted just a bunch of sounds so i can make beats but yeah yeah i'm with you man it was that was a sad sale man i mean that thing is it's priceless bro yeah so um overall like how long have you as a total like been producing how many years no man uh, I started, I started producing, I started DJing when I was 14. Um, I started producing when I was, uh, 19, 20. I didn't start really making money until I was like 20, 21, 22. I started selling beats to everybody in the hood because we had a rap group and we kept dropping CDs and selling them out the trunk in the hood. And everybody was like, who the hell doing these beats? So I had started getting a lot of clientele like that. And I, I did a few things for a few artists out here in Houston. You know, I don't really talk about it because it's been so many years. So, uh, but yeah, I I started producing when I was, yeah, when I was about 21, 20, 21 years old. Uh, right now I'm, I'm, I'm up there. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah, I'm 47. So. Oh, okay. Uh, All right, yeah, man. Yeah. So what about yourself? How old are you? I'm 30 and I'm going to be 40 this year. Okay, you yeah, just be oh, oh, game then. All right, that's yeah. what's up. Yeah. Welcome to the forty club, huh? Uh, yeah, enjoying them last days. Yeah, it's all good though, man. Yeah. You know, it's uh, music is uh, music is timeless, bro. You yeah. know, I tell people that all the time. Um, I love music. Music doesn't have an age. If you if you are dedicated to what you believe and and you love what you do, I don't give. I don't care what nobody say. You know what I mean? And that's one thing I want to say that I like about you. Uh, I do follow you. Uh, I think I'm subscribed to your channel. I don't know, but I do watch what you do. And I, I love your, uh, your, 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 uh, just your, uh, your willingness to, to get out there and get it done. And that's, that speaks about the grown man in you. You know, I think sometimes when we young, 
uh, we try to find an excuse for why we can't do something, you know, and, and I've never been an excuse driven person. I feel like if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. It don't matter to me. I love your drive, my brother. That's why when I see you and I'm scrolling through Instagram, I'm always trying to support you. And uh, I talked to Mario too. He told me y'all go way back. And, uh, you know, I like people. I tell people all the time, man, you know, this business is 90% hustle, 10% talent. You know what I mean? You could be the greatest artist in the world, but if you sit on your butt and don't do nothing and just talk about how good you can do a beat and don't never sell it or never put it out, you ain't nobody, bro. You know what I mean? So, you you know, you out there grinding, man, and I see you, you know what I mean? And that's that's a great thing. And, you know, I talk about you in, in my passing to some of the people that are young. When, you know, I met to a few cats and they be like, yeah, man, you know this. I be like, man, look, man, you got to do what you got to do. You know what I mean? If you got to use a damn iPhone, you know what I'm saying? If you got to use, you know, old busted up mic or old busted up keyboard or whatever you got to do, put it out there. Because guess what? It's easier than ever to do it now. When I was coming up, I couldn't even put nothing out. You couldn't take a Tascam tape and try to go sell that. You could, but how many things, how many tapes you think you're going to be able to print from that thing for a break? You know what I mean? So we didn't have that mass production. You know what I'm saying? CDs came out and we was trying to pay to get our CDs printed. Nobody had a lot of money. I was in school. My partner and them was on the corner. They wasn't talking about nothing. So, you know, I've always been driven, but everybody ain't never been, you know, everybody ain't always been driven around me. So I tell anybody, if you around somebody, be around somebody that's trying to have something. You know what I mean? Somebody that's, that's, just reaching for something because if you got a bunch of clicker people and all they doing is sitting around smoking and ain't nobody doing nothing waiting for you to do something get them people off your coattail because they're going to drag yeah. you down trust me i know personally yeah, yeah man i and I, I appreciate that yes especially coming from you know another great producer with the grind like yours i feel like you know even doing this for well, production, I've been producing probably about 15 years, I would say. Okay. Um, but I feel like I've had more fun in the last few years than I had probably in my 20s okay. doing it. Um, really, because, you know, it was a lot of other things going on. Just I felt like I was working to try and, and just get a deal. I wasn't working just to have fun. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't really creating, I guess, from within. I was just trying to try and do kind of what everybody else was doing instead of trying to find my own kind of sound. And, um, you know, did the whole group rap thing and, you know, uh, made a lot of great records in the past. But I felt like, you know, even a couple of years after that, it wasn't till then till I really kind of found my own personal groove as a producer. Um, and I feel like a lot of a lot of the younger cats kind of lose sight of that, you know, kind of like you were saying earlier. Um, so, you know, I salute you for that as well, for your grind and, you know, just uh, motivating me as a creator, you know, as well, aside from that. Um, oh, appreciate it, bro. No problem, man. Um, now, as far as like, what do you see right now? Maybe something that young producers should get better at. Maybe something young producers should uh, continue to do. Um, 
you know, when it comes to like just production and maybe having an online presence? Well, I mean, <clears throat> I heard you talking to Super Mario about social media. So I think you you well aware of that grind. Uh, but I would tell any any young uh, young producer that's just starting out, use what you got. You got a phone in your pocket. You got access to Snapchat. You got access to TikTok. You got access to Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Use every free platform you can because ultimately you your goal is to create a fan base you need to create a fan base and you got to put music out you got to let people hear what you're doing you got to let people see into your life see what you got going on and that's how you build fans that's how you build people that's interested in what you got going on so definitely i would tell any young artist flood the flood the gates with whatever you doing um don't be afraid to fail don't be afraid to people to tell you you suck because everybody ain't gonna like what you do that's just a part of life nobody you can wear an outfit and go outside and swell up and down them jays and their pants and all that you got on is the flies in the game to one of your partners be like yo son that ain't working you know what i mean so you just gotta try to put as much stuff as you out put put as much stuff out as you can and do not settle for nothing you know what i mean forget the naysayers if you think that outfit high wear you know what I mean? Because yeah. it's you. It's your style. See, sometimes people try to, it's twofold. You got two different type of people in this world. You got people that don't see the future and they don't see, they don't see the evolution of something. So when they see it and if it don't look like a pattern of something else, they automatically think something wrong with it. You see what I'm saying? So if you're an innovator and you knew and you're trying to do something different, don't be afraid to be different. You're going to get some doors slammed in your face. You're going to get some crazy comments on YouTube. Don't let that bother you, brother. Keep pushing forward. Or sister, keep pushing forward. You know what I mean? Also, second, you got people that are afraid to succeed. They are afraid to try because they're afraid to fail. So what they're going to do is they're going to imprint that fear on you. Oh, man, don't put that out, bro. Cass ain't going to be trying to stream that. You're going to get five streams. But get what? That's five more streams that you didn't have just sitting on your hard drive. So do not be afraid to put music out and do what you do and get away from the people that are afraid to do what they want to do and stop telling everybody your business. Because if they don't know, if they don't know about what you're doing, then how can they talk down on it? Yeah. Straight up. Yeah. You know, I mean? you'd know, be surprised, really, it how many people it, it is that you may not know personally that are some of your biggest supporters. Um, and it, it's so wild. You, you can post 20 different things. They might like all of them, make a comment here and there. And somebody who knows you, you know, might see those 20 things and continue to scroll and it's just kind of funny how, you know, that that works in in today's game as far as, uh, you know, no matter whatever type of platform. So I always say continue to post consistently um, and then be innovative, be creative as far as yeah. the type of content. One thing that I like about yourself is you have kind of a similar structure. I like how you do your streams on the weekends was on Saturdays, I believe it is. Yeah. Um, then you might do some streams earlier during the week and then kind of like, you know, whenever there's there's something new, you're going to uh, be right there when when something's new out with a new video talking about it. 
um, as far as having consistency in in your workflow, uh, talk about like your own personal weekly structure and kind of what goes into your mindset as far as how you kind of started to create that that structure every week. Well, <clears throat> I'm, I'm I think I'm a fairly organized person. Um, I, I think that. Uh, in order to do YouTube on a seriously consistent basis, you have to have a plan. Uh, you have to have some type of itinerary, uh, some type of syllabus, something to go by as far as what you want to do. And I'll sit down and it's not easy. I'm not going to lie to you. It's not because it is very hard to plan out a month, you know, plan out two months of videos or what you want to do, because there's so many things that's going to happen. I don't have a direct connect. Well, I got a direct connect with Audio Kid now, but I didn't have that relationship before. So they're not going to email me and say, hey, Mark, uh, in two weeks, we're going to drop this new, you know, app. You know what I'm saying? Here you go. And I can start preparing to talk about it. So what you have to do is you have to keep your ear to the street. You got to know what's going on. You got to, you know, pay attention to the to the to the culture what people talking about who's talking about what and sometimes people are going to drop a video before you that's fine because guess what people buy into you that's why they subscribe to your channel they want to hear you talk about it they want to hear your expertise so what i do is I, I just scour the net and i look for things like that but as far as my itinerary and me setting things up i write everything down i try to plan everything out if i'm gonna do an npc tutorial i'm gonna try to plan that out if i'm gonna do an ios or if i'm gonna do a force or whatever i'm doing if i'm gonna talk about which i need to start doing more in 2020 i i don't do a lot of that and i know people want Want that from me i don't do a lot of comparison videos um i don't know why i need to because i do know a lot about these apps and i know that those type of videos will will blow up but i'm not into clickbait videos so i do videos because I, i'm passionate about what i want to teach there are like i said there's opportunities out there that i consider missing because i do analyze my business all the time and i sit back and look at my videos and say mark what is it that you're not doing what is it you're not giving the community? And sure enough, that's what it is. More reviews, more reviews about uh, audio interfaces, more reviews about mics, more things that just knickknack things that I use every day that I just don't talk about. I need to do more of those videos. So I try to find goals to reach every year. Like last year, uh, when I did my video in 2019, going into 2020, I told everybody I was going to start talking about more equipment, start doing some of those things. And I, I scattered some of those things in there. But this year, we definitely are looking at doing some more of those things and talking about some different dogs and things like that. So I would tell any content creator, plan your plan your weeks ahead. Do not wake up on a Saturday and say, hmm, OK, I wonder what I to talk about today, because that's not going to that's not going to be sustainable. You're going to wake up one day and you just ain't going to feel like thinking about nothing to do. You're going to be just empty like, man, I ain't in the mood today. I don't know what to do. So then you're going to waste your whole day away. You know what I mean? And then because you if you I mean, you know, what you do a little bit of this and uh, you dabble in a little bit of that. You understand that editing is one of the most time consuming things when it comes to YouTube. Yep. You know what I mean? And you got good editors, you got bad editors. But at the end of the day, it takes time. It takes time to learn the software. It takes time to try to figure this out, figure that out. Uh, so, yeah, plan your day, man. That way, when you wake up, you know what you're going to do and you're able to execute it. Uh, and that should get you where you need to go. Yeah, man. And that is uh, 
such a big, you know, as far as organization, that's such a big deal because one, um, I kind of stuck to the schedule of, you know, I may release a beat making video one day. I may put out a app or it could be something hardware or even uh, maybe like a, a, a expansion pack, something related to that once a week. Yeah. And then I may uh, on the third day put out instrumentals for the artists. And then what I've kind of thought about like last year towards the end of the year, same thing. How can I change this channel? And really came up with the idea of doing these interviews to, to have something a little bit different for the channel. I know you were kind of talking about that earlier as well. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I that's always kind of as a creator, the next thing that you're thinking about, I like to kind of plan out maybe like two to three weeks in advance as far yeah. as what I'm going to put out instead of just thinking about, you know, like you say, and then of course, you got to be also prepared for the occasional surprises during the week. That's, that's, what, that's, what I'm that's why I said audio kid ain't, you know what I mean? They not telling me that they for to do something. So if something happens that I see and the way I got my studio set up, I can get a video going in a matter of minutes. I mean, literally minutes. Like I could turn a couple of lights on, hit record, and I'm talking about it just that fast. Uh, and, and that's by design. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, you do got those spare of the moment videos. I did one when B-Maker did their update, uh, you know what I'm saying, a couple of months back. And that video did great. I mean, I think I did like 2,000 views in the matter of a couple of weeks. So, yeah. you know, you're going to have those videos. And, uh, you know, I'm going to put them out. I didn't do anything on uh, digital uh, digitalism uh 2000 but what i did was i waited to the stream and i did a beat with it even though beat maker kept crashing on me but yeah i did that so good thing about having a stream and, and, and being able to directly go to your audience and talk to them and, and and do that is that if something happens that surprises me i can do it on the stream matter of fact i can do it right there if big baby which is my moderator if you don't know him he's the yeah. number one moderator in the game what's up big baby uh, he'll do some research and he'll be like, hey, yo, they just came out with what's the name, you know, on Thursday. So I'm like, all right, well, I ain't going to do no spotlight on it tomorrow because I know if I get off work, my energy got to be a certain way for me to do videos. I don't just do videos, yeah. you know what I mean, just on a whim because, you know, I like to have that consistency and I don't want to, you know, sell people short, you know what I mean, on that consistency because one thing uh, I know that I feel when I watch videos if somebody does a certain type of level of videos and then I watch a video and it's below that level, then I feel like they either getting lazy or they just threw something at me. You know what I mean? And it ain't that serious. I don't think people need to be that so caught up in what's going on that they need to just drop anything. It, it ain't that serious to me. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if audio kid drops an app today and I don't get a video out into two days. Okay. Whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have to do it that night and I'm not going to do it tired. So uh, I'll wait to the stream and then we'll talk about it live. So sometimes the audience love that even better. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because it's not rehearsed. So and I pop it up on the thing and be like, oh, yeah, let me do a beat to audio, you know, digitalism 2000. And I did that and it was pretty dope last week. So that's what I love about being able to, you know, talk to your community direct, you know, live stream. So it's pretty dope. What you think about the digitalism app? Um, I, I, I love it. 
I love it. Shit, I, excuse my friend. Make sure you oh, get it. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, you good. Uh, <laughs> that's what I got over here going. You okay. know what I mean? So, yeah. man, I mean, I got three instances of digitalism over there while I was working on that beat. So uh, I like I like Audio Kit. And what made Audio Kit reach out to me is my stream. I talked about Digital One, and I thought Digital One was garbage. I like Digital One sounds, but I hate the architecture. It keeps failing. You can't you put it in Beatmaker, it doesn't work sometimes. They reached out to me and was like, hey, we apologize. We're working on a new code. I thought that was dope. That let me know that they listening to the community. Yeah, they shout out to uh Matthew as well. Yeah, shout out to Matthew. Uh because yeah. uh, I've done a couple of videos on Audio Kit, and uh, every now and then they'll comment or even share it. Uh, and they're pretty cool for that as well. And I like a lot, like the uh, 808 app. Uh, they had the 909 app. Yeah, that 808. And, uh, yeah, Henny, yeah. the Mark oh, One Roads. I yeah, mean, I'm man. Gonna, I'm going to do some more work on that 808. It keeps failing on me. But I'm going to upgrade. Well, I got to upgrade it, iPad. I'm going to bring it to the forefront. And I'm going to see if that's going to change some of the the uh, the way, you know, some of my apps been acting. But I just love my 2015. Big Baby been trying to get me to get rid of it for, uh, you know what I'm saying, a few, few weeks now. But, yeah. So y'all going to start seeing a new, uh, a new iPad on the stream that's here in a minute. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, but Matthew is cool. No question. No question. Them boys over at Audio Kit doing anything, man, for real. As far as, like, goals for production for the rest of the year, what kind of goals do you have for yourself? I mean, we're going to just, you know, we're going to keep rolling, man. I mean, you know, we got a few, uh, a lot more NPC stuff, you know, a lot more Kai stuff. Uh, we definitely going to do some Ableton 10. I'm going to even bring some, uh, some from my old day ones. I'm going to bring a little bit of reason into it. Reason got some new stuff that they're trying to do. You could use it as a VST down. So I may float it into Logic or float it into Ableton uh, and do some of that stuff. And and really, man, just just continue to keep going up this little, this little slope I'm doing for producers, uh, trying to introduce them into more stuff. I'm not going to stop doing iOS stuff. I love it. Uh, you know, I had a another guy I was talking to, he was like, man, don't, don't stop doing iOS stuff. I'm like, bro, I'm not going to stop doing it. But what you don't understand is I'm going to do it all. You know what I mean? I'm, and then I'm going to show you how to integrate it all. You know, when I was just, like I say, I was waiting to chop it over with you. I've been over there working with the Force and the iPad together. You know what I mean? And then I'm going to do a tutorial on that. Then I'm going to do a tutorial on how to do the iPad and the MPC. Uh, so you can use it as a sound module. So my goal is to strengthen every producer that's in the dojo. You know what I mean? If you in the, if you if you rock with me and you you learn from me, you got you got some learning to go. We just we just touched the we just touching the surface right now. We go, we got a ways to go. Big baby got a lot of stuff he wanna show and teach. He uh big baby is he got a degree in engineering. You know what I mean? I got mine in the streets. He got his in the streets. So I'm looking to bring on more instructors. You know what I mean? But you got to fit the, the elbow media mold. I don't just chop it up with anybody like that. You know what I'm saying? Because I got a standard. And if cats can't meet that standard, it ain't that we ain't got, we, we can be friends all day long. But when it comes to my business, I'm serious about it. And I like the look that I have. And I cherish that look. And people try to imitate it. You know, they try to duplicate it you can't recreate it it's me you yeah. know what i mean so um 
So when I bring other people in, man, we're going to have a plethora of stuff. I've seen people do that before. It ain't like I'm doing nothing new. I've seen YouTube channels where they got like a lot of different producers and a lot of people, artists and machine masters is one of them. Uh, but I think mine is going to be a lot more tight net, more, more communication between me and other instructors. And we're going to all be in sync about what we teaching and what we're trying to show. And we're going to do a lot of live stuff, man. We're going to do some stuff for the Patreons. And then, uh, yeah, I'm writing a book. Uh, and the book is going to be about, you know, how to start out as a, as a music producer, uh, you know, and it's going to be a, it's going to be a, you know, a lot of books. It ain't going to just be one, but the, the first one is going to be the beginning guide to getting started to being a producer. So should be fun, man. You know, should be fun. 20, 2021 is going to be a year full of a lot of, uh, a lot of sacrifices, a lot of work, you know, uh, and a lot of, you know, getting the feel of my, of the new channel and some of the new things that we we're doing to be honest with you the channel has been growing exponentially and with the mpc stuff that i've been doing you know i mean i know some of my ios people probably was like okay what the hell is he doing you know what i mean but uh i think i'm entertaining enough to kind of you know if you don't like it excuse me you could watch it and learn something about the mpc or you can just go watch a bunch of my other videos you know what i'm saying but in turn you know it's just more for you to know. And if you're afraid of knowledge, then you ain't in the right place anyway. Yeah. Yeah, man. And uh, I'm looking forward to checking it out, man. I, I like a lot of what you're putting out, as I, I was saying earlier. Definitely a big fan. Um, real quick, um, where can all of our viewers find all of your you know, social media and your YouTube? It's all Elbow Media Studios, man. Marcus Elbow. That's with an S. So... Uh, look me up uh, if you want to go to Instagram is elbow media underscore studios also Marcus elbow on Instagram if you want to go to Twitter uh, it's Marcus elbow one word or elbow media studios like I say just type up elbow media studios and uh, you should be able to find me on the web I'm definitely on the web doing a few things I ain't doing a lot of things I'm just doing I'm just doing a little something something but I got big plans to uh, to grow this thing to something special and create a lot of dope producers, man. I got I got some secret stuff in the pot that I can't really talk about, uh, but it's going to be big. It's going to be a big investment for me and my company, and it's going to include a lot of the students and a lot of the young producers that's coming around the dojo looking to learn and looking to make money. That's why I posted on, uh, on YouTube, you know, are you tired of not making money? Are you tired of your beats being on your hard drive? It's all strategic because it's the truth. You know, a lot of us make beats and I'm including myself and they just sit on hard drives and they don't do anything. You may listen to them every once in a while and you just move on to the next beat. Well, I'm going to create something that you're going to be able to stop doing that. We're going to get you out of that that rut of, of not making money off of what you're doing. So look forward to that. And uh, like I say, if you follow me, you're going to definitely know about it because I'm going to keep giving you little hints here and there until I flush it completely out and then I bring it completely out. And it's going to be a great opportunity for a lot of young producers and old producers. It don't matter how old he is, you know, but uh, we're looking for definitely some, some, some people that want to do this, you know, uh, people that are, are, are eager about their future and about their, their production uh, capabilities and where they want to take their production. Uh, if they want to take it to the next level. So look forward to that. Yeah, that coming out. So, yeah, man. 
it was uh definitely a pleasure you know having this conversation with you and and doing this interview man and you know whenever you get your uh your project in full swing definitely come back and let's talk about it man and uh oh yeah always uh welcome on this side man so i appreciate all that you do for the production community and you know for producers on youtube man keep it up that's what's up man i appreciate you having me on my brother hey Continue success to you as well, man. Keep grinding, brother. You're doing your thing. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. Uh, this has been Marcus Elbow of Elbow Media Studios joining me for interview on the Major Music Lounge. Catch it on my YouTube channel as well as all streaming platforms. And I'm out. Yeah, that's what's up. Major Music.